This business news podcast is supported by Hopgood Gannam Lawyers. Our knowledge and expertise has been delivering exceptional outcomes for nearly 50 years. All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon, it's Jacinta Burton with your Wednesday afternoon headlines. Mining giant Rio Tinto has agreed to hand over more than $613 million in a bid to end several long-running disputes with the Australian Taxation Office, constituting one of the largest tax settlements in the country's history. The two parties have been at loggerheads for the past four years. In that time, ATO has issued several amended assessments demanding Rio pay hundreds of millions of dollars for iron ore marketing, aluminium marketing and an isolated borrowing used to pay an intragroup dividend in 2021. The matters in question cover tax paid between 2010 and 2021. As part of the peace deal, Rio has agreed to fork out an extra $613 million in tax for the 12 years in question. That amount is in addition to the $378 million the company has already handed over in respect of the initial assessments issued. It takes the total payout to $991 million including $77 million in interest and penalties. Over that same period, Rio Tinto paid almost $80 billion in tax and royalties in Australia, retaining the top spot as the country's biggest taxpayer for the past two consecutive years. And in other news, routine testing has detected viral fragments of foot and mouth disease and African swine fever in meat products in Melbourne. But the federal government says the country remains free of the two diseases. The Department of Agriculture Agriculture, fisheries and forestry increased border security measures and the testing of meat and other animal products after cases of foot and mouth disease were detected on the popular holiday island of Bali earlier this month. An outbreak of FMD, a viral disease that affects cattle, sheep, goats and pigs in Australia, would have severe consequences for the country's livestock exports and cost the economy around $80 billion, according to the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences. Today, Federal Agriculture Minister Murray Watt said officials removed some processed pork floss from supermarket shelves after viral fragments of the FMD and African swine fever diseases were found. The department said pork floss was a processed dried meat product that could be imported if it met special conditions. However, early investigations show the treatment of this pork floss did not meet Australia's requirements. Mr Watt told reporters of a separate incident involving a passenger who was recently intercepted with a beef product that later tested positive for viral fragments of FMD. The federal government has increased biosecurity measures at airports to stop the disease from entering the country via tourists returning from Indonesia, including inspecting luggage closely. And Mark Barnabar's term as a Reserve Bank of Australia board member has been extended by one year as a review of Australia's central bank raises the possibility of a major governance shake-up. Mr Barnabar, who co-founded Azua Capital and is also on the board of Mindaroo Foundation, had been appointed to the board in 2017 and was due to finish his term this year. But his term will now expire in 2023 with an independent review of the RBA due to finish in March. 
That review was an election commitment by Labor and will be headed by three economists. They will examine the bank's monetary policy commitments, particularly in meeting its inflation target of between 2 and 3 per cent. Inflation data is due to be released next week, with the nation's baseline interest rate likely to climb steeply in the months ahead to keep runaway price rises under control. And coming up next, journalist Madeline Stevens explores some of the themes raised in her recent article about the use of robots in the hospitality sector. Hopgood Gannam Lawyers is one of Australia's leading independent legal advisory firms. For nearly 50 years, our knowledge and expertise has delivered exceptional outcomes for our clients, giving them the most accurate, appropriate and usable guidance. We invest time and expertise to build trusted alliances with our clients and to understand their commercial drivers, which enables us to deliver over and above what a traditional legal firm offers. To find out what we can do for you, visit hopgoodgannam.com.au. Hopgood Gannam Lawyers. Exceptional outcomes. There have been discussions within the hospitality industry about a novel solution to staff shortages plaguing the industry overall, and that's robots. The idea was recently discussed at uh, the 2022 Perth Airport WA Tourism Conference, and several new businesses have recently been established to provide automated solutions. Uh, In Business News' latest edition, journalist Madeline Stevens investigated some of the advances in automation being used in WA bars and restaurants, and Madeline is here with me now. Madeline, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you, Jordan? Good, thank you. How can automation be used to help the hospitality industry? Yeah, so I spoke to University of Western Australia Associate Professor Sanjit Roy, who is part of a team of researchers studying automation um, in a range of industries, uh, including hospitality. He said the automation of repetitive tasks was one way that hospitality industry could pay more attention to customer well-being, um, while also lessening staff workloads and helping out with staff shortages. He said the pandemic had accelerated the world's push into a new industrial era where people and robots work together to provide a more holistic service. So robots focus on the more repetitive tasks, while humans can take over the customer-focused tasks and uh, really provide hospitality to their customers. However, he said uh, for this arrangement to work, uh, staff and customers need to be on board with working and being served by a robot, which does sound quite scary and uh, like it's from a science fiction movie. Indeed, it does. It sounds a bit frightening, but it also sounds very promising. Uh, What are some of the automated solutions that we're seeing here in WA? Yeah, so I spoke to Frothstop, uh, which is a company who's recently uh, launched in WA. So it was started by directors Todd Meredith and Noel Watson, and the company has automated the process of pouring a beer, uh, which I think is a great thing to automate. Uh, The pair, um, one is a robotics engineer and the other is a boiler maker. Uh, They set about creating a machine that efficiently pours a pint of beer uh, with the perfect amount of head. But while researching and developing their own prototype, the pair actually came across a Polish company called Revelmatic, who had developed its own automatic beer dispenser. Um, So the machine places a cup, um, and it can be either paper or glass, into a rotating plate uh, at the base, which is then um, filled with a sort of a tube that comes down from the top with just the right amount of beer, um, and then it kind of rotates around. Uh, This uh, machine that they found in Poland was exactly the type of thing that they were trying to make themselves. Uh, So they ended up cobbling together um, some money and acquired um, a 48.5% stake 
in the company. Uh, so now Mr. Meredith, who has a background in robotics, uh, now works with the founder of the company on the technology. So he is now involved in developing it. The concept has really taken off in Europe um, with Rovolmatic uh, supplying Barcelona Olympic Stadium in Spain and also some stadiums in Germany and Poland. Uh, they've all signed long-term contracts uh, to use the equipment after successful trial periods. The company just officially launched in Perth a few weeks ago and is now in the process of talking to some local venues here. You touched upon it there. I guess, what are the advantages of using a machine like that? It allows staff to take orders from customers and then they can set the machine to pour the beers. So the machine is connected to one type of beer. So usually um, venues will put on their most popular beer and then they can pour the orders from uh, the customers uh, and ensure that people are served more quickly. The machine can also track key metrics like pour temperature and the number of beers served. So I spoke to uh, Froth Stop's general manager, Daniel Andrew, and he pointed to the example um, of a large festival, um, Poland Rock, where the use of the automatic beer dispenser led to an 114% increase in drinks sold at one bar compared to other bars who were serviced only by staff. So you can really um, sort of get through those lines more quickly. And also um, another bonus is the efficiency and accuracy of the machine also means that less beer is um, spilled, uh, which is actually a big cost to venues. Um, sort of all that wastage of beer. And it's a big cost to me as a consumer. Uh, <laughs> what other automation options exist in the hospitality industry? We've talked about that specific one there, but broadly speaking, where else can we see it be used? Sure. Um, so you might have noticed a few restaurants around town have started using robots as waiters. Um, Intelligenia solution over Kevin Shang. Um, he started to supply Perth restaurants with robots last year. Uh, so far, he's supplied um, several restaurants, including um, Juicy Bao Bao, Super Tetsudo and Good Fortune Roast Duck House. So he um, he doesn't create the technology, but he imports it from China. And then um, he is a software engineer, so he programs the robots to navigate uh, restaurants because they have to kind of duck and weave through all the tables and know to avoid people and know where the little bumps are in the floor. Not sure if you've seen the robots. Uh, they look kind of like ladders. Um, with kind of several trays uh, to carry the food. Um, so they can either go up to the table and people can take the food off the robots themselves or they can kind of hang back from the table and um, a person will come and take the food and bring it to your table. Mr Shang said staff were often wary of these robots to begin with but soon came to appreciate the help that they offered. He said the key benefit was lessening the workload of staff rather than replacing workers so really just taking that legwork out of the job to stop uh, people always having to walk back to the kitchen and back to the tables, um, some of that work is done for them. Uh, one of the restaurant owners um, who has purchased some robots and has used them in some of his restaurants is Yang Song and he owns two authentic bites stores and also Juicy Bao Bao. Uh, he bought the robots last year because he was struggling to find staff to work at his venue 
Uh, he's had them for about a year now and uh, he said that people had come to work with him because they wanted to work with the robots and people had also wanted to try his food because the novelty of having a robot bringing food to the table was attracting new visitors. Well, it's a bit like the advent of the self-serve checkout, which I know has made my life immeasurably easier. Uh, Maddie, <laughs> thank you so much for this today. I look forward to reading more. Uh, to, to get a bit more out of this one, head online. Uh, you can either see it in the latest edition of our magazine or online at businessnews.com.au. Maddie, thank you so much. Thanks, Jordan. This Business News podcast is supported by Hopgood Gannam Lawyers. Our knowledge and expertise has been delivering exceptional outcomes for nearly 50 years. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.